Let's go to Luke uh, chapter 11 tonight. Luke chapter 11. Look at a great uh, passage concerning uh, prayer. Who can tell me something specifically the Lord tells us to pray for? Something specifically the Lord tells us to pray for. Sometimes the Bible says we don't know how to pray, but there are certain things we do know to pray. Can somebody tell me something that the Bible tells us specifically to pray for? Yes, pray therefore the Lord of the harvest, right? Because, uh, well, we know we need laborers for him to send forth laborers into the harvest. Uh, the harvest uh, truly is plenteous, but the laborers are, are few. And uh, sometimes we think, well, you know, there's plenty of uh, laborers, but it just doesn't seem like there's a harvest. Well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says the har harvest is plenteous. Yeah, there's plenty of work to do. <laughs> if anything, you know, we need, we need more laborers. Can you tell me anything else that the Bible says specifically to pray for? Specifically to pray for. Thy will be done. Well, there was a model uh, prayer there that uh, was given to his disciples, and a number of things were mentioned there, but uh, in particular, yes, God's will. And, uh, well, the Bible says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What's his will? That people hear the gospel. That's his will. How is he going to do it? Well, in the church age, he's going to do it through others that have heard the gospel already and that have, that have believed on it. That's his plan. Um, and uh, so we've got to stick with his plan. When Jesus left, he said, this is what the plan is. Occupy until I come back. Keep busy about the plan. Trust the plan. <laughs> I'm going to work through that plan, uh, Jesus said. And uh, so you could probably talk about a few other things that the Bible uh, talks about, about specifically praying for. But look at, look at here, verse uh, um, uh, John, Luke chapter 11. And we'll pick it up in verse 5. Verse number 5. i got one of my tiny print Bibles here tonight. It used to work great. I think I, I, think I can do it. I mean, I've just got to look under my glasses. So. There's always a way, you know. You, you find a way to bypass things. All right. Um, yeah. You think I'd see it better with my glasses, but I can actually see this better without. So in verse number 5, it says, Luke 11, 11 number 5. It said, and he said unto them, Which of ye shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. So here you have a person making requests of another person. And uh, to make requests of another person, that can go in all kinds of different directions, depending on the mood of the person, depending on you know, whether they are able to help or not, uh, depending on whether they're willing to help or not. <laughs> um, sometimes they're willing, but they're not able, you know. Sometimes they're able, but they're not willing. Um, and, uh, but anyways, here, here, this, is a, this is a person to a person. And some illustrations are used to compare. Some are used to contrast. And there's probably a little bit of both going on in this story. But it says, a, fr uh, a friend, lend me three loaves. It comes in at an inopportune time. Now, with people, you know, there's convenient times and there's inconvenient times. With God... It's always the same time for him, <laughs> right? I mean, God is not bound by time at all. Uh, the Bible says, you know, uh, 
you know, a second is like, you know, a thousand years and a thousand years. I mean, it's all, you know, a day. A day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. I mean, to God, it's, it's, time is irrelevant. So when we come at midnight to talk, you know, if you come to me at midnight, you're probably gonna, not going to get very far, all right? Um, I'm, I'm not a night owl. I have a couple sons that are night owls, but I'm not. I can get up early in the morning and I can be fine. Uh, but usually past 10 o'clock, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on fumes. Uh, so, you know, with me, it might be a problem at midnight. With God, it's, it's all the same. I mean, if we talk to him at midnight or we talk to him at midday, uh, you know, the, the, the Bible says God never slumbers. And, uh, and, and he's a very present help in time of, of need, the Bible says. And so, but here the friend, you know, it's midnight. So that tells us something right off the bat there. And, and, uh, and uh, so he comes at him maybe at an, an inconvenient time. And, and not only that, but he's asking for something. And so, you know, a lot of people, that'd be two strikes right there, right? Uh, he says, for a friend of mine is, is in his journey is come to me. So now you're, okay, you're coming to me at midnight. You're asking me for something. And it's not even for you, my friend. It's for somebody that, you know, you know, and I, it's, it's one step removed from me even. Uh, that might be three strikes right there, right? Um, and uh, he says, for a friend of mine is on his journey, has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though uh, he will not rise and give you, because he is his friend, yet because of his uh, importunity, he will arise and give him as many as he, he needed. Now, the way I see this is, you know, basically... Uh, if this friend pesters him long enough, then the convenience of getting up and giving him what he needs is going to start outweighing, you know, uh, the convenience of telling him to go if he's not going, okay? And so for his, oppor his importunity, he says it enough times, um, he will rise and give as many as he needeth. I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you, for everyone that asketh receiveth, he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. He goes on to say, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone, or will he give him a fish? Will he for a fish give him a serpent? Now, so it's comparing a human to God, and then it's comparing, you know, just a friend, and then it's comparing a child to a father. Now, a child to a father is different than a friend to a friend. Just on the human level. Isn't that true? I mean, I love my friends, and I would like to be able to say at times, and it's probably true, you know, I'd try to do anything for you. But when it comes to your child, you know, there, there's a different pull there. There's a different heart in the matter. It's just, it's just the way it is. It's inherently made that way, it seems like. Um, and so it's saying, look, you know, wouldn't it be bizarre if you had a son that would ask for bread, and his, and his dad would say, here, take a rock instead. Okay, that's, you know, that's just, that would be unnatural. And uh, when we see, you know, parents that they're treating their children like that, you just look at that and you say, that's just, that's just unnatural. There's something really ugly about that. I mean, we, we can almost understand the first scenario, right? If someone comes, you know, and it's inconvenient, we find a way to kind of, you know, get rid of them. Um, hey, come back and talk to me tomorrow, or, you know, I'll get back to you, whatever. I mean... But, you know, for, 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 a, for a parent to treat their child that way, that's just, that, that's abusive, that's negligent. 
It just doesn't, it doesn't add up. And uh, he says, hey, what should you do with, would do that? That'd be terrible. Or if he asked for a fish, will you eat for a fish, give him a serpent? Hey, I know you wanted to, you know, I, I, know, you, I know you wanted a, 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 a fish so you could eat that, but here, let me give you this poisonous snake instead. <laughs> that, that's pretty bad parenting right there. Um, or if he should ask an egg, will you give him a scorpion? No, I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to fry you an egg. Take this, uh, take this scorpion and play with it. Do that. That'll be a good substitute for now. That way, if the scorpion bites you, maybe you'll bug off. All right? Um, if, he, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the, what's it say? The Holy Spirit to them that ask him. Now, we know that believers, if we put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we have the, the Holy Spirit. But are we living in the reality of the power of that which we've been given? And, you know, the Bible tells us here that, uh, you know, it talks about a friend asking for something, and then it says, uh, I say unto you, Jesus is saying, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and him that knocketh it shall be opened. So he's saying, look, you come to me, and you ask for something that's going to be helpful to you. And by the way, he knows exactly what's helpful to us and what isn't. <laughs> but you come to me with a genuine need, and I'm going to, you knock, and I'm going to open it up to you readily. I'm going to want to give you that. And uh, it seems to especially lead to the, to the fact that he wants, to, he wants to give us his spirit. He wants us to be living in the reality of His Spirit. He wants to give us that which is really conducive, you know, to, to power in our Christian life. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is come to reprove us, to convict us, to give evidence of three things. Of sin, what else? Of righteousness and of judgment. Now, that's basically convincing us of the gospel message right there, right? Sin, the substitute for sin, and what happens if we don't have the substitute for sin, right? The wages of sin. And, uh, and so the Holy Spirit, you know, when, 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 we don't, when, when, when people don't have the Holy Spirit, they're doomed. Rejection of the Holy Spirit is the unpardonable sin. Blaspheming the conviction of the Holy Spirit and rejecting that. You keep that at arm's length, you're, you're done. If you're, if you're an unbeliever. And so as we think of, of being believers, don't we want all of the power that, that comes with the indwelling Holy Spirit to be a part of what we're doing for the gospel cause? That's what we need. You know, we can memorize a plan. We can memorize the outline. We could be, you know, flowery speakers. We could be persuasive. But if there's going to be something that really happens in the heart of an individual when we share the gospel with them, the Holy Spirit has to be in there convicting of sin, righteousness, and judgment. There has to be Holy Spirit transformational power to be a part of that. We have to be dependent upon that. We have to be prayerful in that regard. We have to ask for that. And don't you think that if we ask for that, don't you think God wants to give us that? I mean, of all the good things He would want to give us, if His greatest heartbeat is a relationship with mankind and for people to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
If that's what, what all the work has been done to provide, and, and, he wants, and he wants people to see that, that gift that is there, and to make a decision accordingly, then wouldn't it stand to reason uh, that that would be one of the best things we could ha- ask him for help in? And, you know, the Bible says that we, we have not because we ask not. And, you know, when it comes to, to, to asking the Lord's help for the, the power of the Holy Spirit in, in, in being, you know, soul winners and living out the Great Commission, I don't think that's something that we have to continuously, you know, ask God for over and over and over and over again and pester Him about and pester Him about until finally He says, okay, yeah, I'll give it to you now. I mean, there may be things where He wants us to, to you know, to continuously you know, be thinking about and, 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 and speak of often and, and just wait for His timing on. And there's importunity in that, in that regard. But, you know, I think a lot of times we're, we're, not, we're not accessing the power of the Holy Spirit simply because we're not asking Him. And we're not, upon that knock, upon that, Him seeing our desire to have that, I believe what it's showing here is God wants to give us that immediately. Like a, like a good father, if he has a hungry child and he asks for a piece of bread, hey, yeah, it's a joy for me to give him you a piece of bread, son. A little fry, you know, an egg or... Um, you know, just uh, to, to share with you in, in that regard. Um, and, uh, and so, I guess uh, tonight I just want to, you know, challenge us. Let's take some time just to ask the Lord for, for His help on things that I believe, you know, He wants to do through us. Jesus said, you know, go into all the world and preach the gospel, proclaim the gospel. And if He left us that command, um, certainly He wants to answer when we ask him for help in that regard. That's not something he's going to put us off on. That's not something he's going to, you know, we're going to feel like he's inconvenienced by or that we're, we're, we're irritating him to ask that. And, uh, or certainly, even, I, I don't believe that, that he would say, well, no, wait till another time. Uh, that doesn't mean that automatically, you know, if we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit, that everybody we come in contact is going to be saved. Because, but I do believe that, that there's going to be power for, through us that, that wouldn't be there for conviction. And then that person has a decision to make according to a clear, truthful, powerful, uh, Holy Spirit-led presentation of the truth. And that's what we need. That's what we need. And uh, next week, there's a lot of implications to it next week. There's a lot of implications. Um, you know, when young people get saved and, and uh, when uh, the truth goes out in that regard, it goes into families. I mean, we have, we have families that are visiting here right now because of young people that were reached three or four years ago. There's two families that are visiting that have been visiting our church recently because of that, um, and uh, uh, they, you know they were picked up by, by the bus and they wanted to find that church. And you think you know you wouldn't think that would happen. You know why didn't they come way back then? I don't know, <laughs> you know. But uh, there's implications to it all, and uh, we just want to be faithful. We want to pray, and so let's take some time tonight just to to uh, to pray um, in regard. Just ask for the Lord's help and. and Holy Spirit power uh, for us, for our church family, for the team that's coming in, for preparations to be made in the area here uh, for, the, for the gospel's sake. Uh, and uh, so let's bow, let's bow our heads in prayer.